Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. All right, my friends, I don't know if you've seen all the stuff going on, of course, in the in the news today. We've got Elon Musk, who was offered, offered a board position at Twitter. He declines it. He declines the board position, which has caused all sorts of speculation here as to why that might be the case. One of the reasons, one of the reasons is that by accepting said board position, he would be limiting himself uh, to the amount of shares he could actually own. I think it was below. I think in order, well, the offer, I don't know if this is for all board members. I don't really know uh, if it was just specifically targeted to Elon Musk, but coming with that, board position was the stipulation that he could not own more than, I think it was right at 15%, 1-5%. Some people are speculating that maybe that's the reason he didn't want to do it. Of course, Elon Musk has been having fun with this. I saw he actually he actually tweeted out that, as I didn't tell you this, that Twitter's headquarters should maybe become a homeless shelter. He said no one works there anyway. He said, I'm actually quite serious about this one. So, you know, some people are out there speculating that he's going to make an attempt at a hostile takeover, purchasing on his own uh, a majority of the shares of Twitter stock. This is going to be interesting to watch. Who knows where this is headed? Maybe he just didn't want to do it. I don't know, but it certainly entertains me. By the way, folks, welcome to the program. I'm your host, Todd Huff. You can email me thoughts, questions, opinions, feedback, and yes, I'll always accept that adoration and praise. Email address Todd at ToddHuffShow.com. I actually want to start today. I want to start today. There's a lot of things vying for my attention here. Um, and th- there's a story. I'm actually going to wait a bit. Uh, Twitter was all over this story. Jared Kushner um, getting a $2 billion investment from the Saudi Arabian Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, and it's it's just interesting to read this stuff on on Twitter because it's it's almost as though actually it's exactly as though the folks on Twitter have literally no idea no idea what the Hunter Biden laptop scandal is. They don't understand the contents of the laptop. They don't understand the circumstantial evidence, even some direct evidence that the big guy, Celtic, President Joe Biden, was getting kickbacks through his son uh, in some sort of a pay-to-play scandal that would be, I think, of monumental proportion. So I'm going to, I want to talk about that briefly later in the program, but I want to start here. I want to start here with the story um, since COVID, I don't know if you saw this, Philadelphia has now brought back or is soon bringing back their indoor mask mandates. 
and I can hear I can hear the collective sighs as I say those words um, here behind the microphone. I can hear folks. I can feel the <laughs> uh, just the varying emotions that come from that. Right? I mean, some people are just exhausted with this. Some people are thinking, "What on earth are we doing?" Some people begin to have some sort of fear and trepidation as to what comes next, what city's next, what's, you know, who's the next governor or mayor or whatever to take some extended uh, power grab here. What's the next booster going to be? Is my employer going to force me to take that? I mean, it's just all sorts of things stem from this realization. But I wish... I wish that people would actually pay more attention. Of course, this will probably, for all we know, get banned. This is why I'd like to see Elon Musk get a majority share of Twitter um, to where he would be able to <laughs> out- overrule any of the other shareholders because he owned uh, more than half of the, the shares, if that ever became the case. Because... Stories like this, these are the precisely the sorts of uh, the sorts of things that are prevented from from being shared. Now I'm not saying that this has reached that point yet or that that's happened specifically with this article, but these are the sorts of things that social media either puts a big disclaimer by or downright or outright I should say just prevents from being shared on their platform. Headline here, AmericanWireNews.com, Florida Vindicated, New York and Cali, bomb. Uh, In case there's someone that's overly sensitive to the word bomb, that's a metaphor used to say they did a very, very bad job. After study evaluates states for best, worst COVID-19 decisions. Now, I'm going to read a part of this, um, and remember... What were they? What were they calling DeSantis? As you might remember, I, I've seen things on social media where they called him governor. Uh, governor uh, they were replacing DeSantis with other words. Do you remember? No, you don't remember. It's like Governor Death. I think Death Santis. I think might have been something that people have have said. I'm not sure. But this was early on. Of course, if you remember, go back in time or wind back to the days following the initial surge of COVID nineteen back in. Early about two years ago, early spring of 2020, uh, 2020, not 2022, which is where we are today. But remember, remember we had Governor Andrew Cuomo, Governor Andrew Cuomo, New York. This guy was considered the expert. I mean, he wrote the book. He literally wrote a book. I don't have the title of the stupid thing, but it's something like how to lead. I'm I'm paraphrasing. It's not exactly this, but it's something along these lines. How to lead through some crisis. You know how to, you know, effectively determine what leadership looks like. Um, you know, and manage a difficult crisis. And of course, he was getting. I mean, all sorts of praise and adoration from the media as he would go around and talk to his brother, tough guy Chris Cuomo, who used to have a show on CNN, no longer does, and in part because of some of this stuff, <clears throat> protecting his, his older brother from some of the allegations that have stemmed from his uh, term as governor. 
Anyway, but this was this guy was held up as the poster child. This was how you're supposed to deal with COVID. And DeSantis was trying to kill people. That's how this was portrayed. Now, in hindsight, according to this study, and according to what we've just, I mean, what we've seen and what we've learned, what we've known from data around the country from the various states, that position that DeSantis was ushering in death and... Governor Cuomo, who, by the way, did things, took actions that were incredibly dangerous, even deadly to people who were in nursing homes in New York, if you remember this, and they tried to cover that up. Remember all this? Early on, it's just amazing. The the whole COVID story, which, of course, has about 90 tangents that you could take with the COVID the story, the the government's reaction, the, the economic fallout, election. I mean, there's all this stuff that's intertwined with this, right? We've got extended early voting or extended mail-in voting, all these sorts of things, all because of COVID. You could just say, you could just say because COVID for the longest time. And again, I am not minimizing. I am not minimizing COVID-19. Many of you, a lot of you have either had COVID-19 or you had someone in your family or someone that you know get very sick, maybe hospitalized from COVID-19, maybe passed away uh, tragically from COVID-19. I'm not minimizing it. I'm simply saying, I'm simply saying pretty much what we said from the very beginning when this hit, which was this is a microscopic virus, and there are certain things that politicians are going to try to tell us on some level just to keep people calm. On another level... Some of the more nefarious jokers would tell us so that they could accumulate more power. I mean, that was absolutely in the mind of some of these jokers. And of course, they think they're above the law. There's countless examples of these (laughs) hypocrites telling you what to do, telling you how to live your life, telling you when to wear a mask, when to get vaccinated, when to do this and that. And of course, they follow virtually none of it. Countless examples of these folks. My favorite is probably Garcetti, who's still out there holding his breath for all we know, for photo ops, so that he can take off his mask without infecting anyone else That and holding his breath in the process. That is a very pro-science position, according to Eric Garcetti. And so the point is, the left's position on COVID-19 has been demonstrably proven to be anti-science. Now you better, <laughs> you you better, um, you know, find another way to connect with us if you just connect with us on social media because we're probably going to be penalized or harmed uh, on the social media platforms for that. Fortunately, we don't rely too much on that at the time being. Although we have some changes coming and some things, you know, that we're we're working on as we continue to grow to reach more people and all that. But anyway. That is what we know. So let's look at this article here, this this um, this study. Stark differences, again, this is AmericanWireNews.com. Stark differences can be seen in how liberal and conservative uh, states handled mandates, restrictions, lockdowns, and all that went with the COVID-19 pandemic, according to a new study. In a report by the Committee to Unleash Prosperity, state government's response to the pandemic and how they handled the emergency 
were examined by looking at measures and mortality rates from the virus, as well as the effects on the economy and education, Fox News reported. What became clear was that some of the, quote, biggest mistakes, end quote, were made in blue states where restrictions were stricter or lasted longer. This is a quote. Shutting down their economies and schools was by far the biggest mistake governors and state officials made during COVID-19, particularly in blue states. Committee to Unleash Prosperity co-founder Steve Moore told Fox News Digital, we hope the results of the study will persuade governors not to close schools and businesses uh, the next time we have a new virus variant. Among the worst states for their emergency response were New York, California, New Jersey, and Illinois, which performed poorly on every measure, the report noted. The study showed that these states, led by Democratic governors, quote, had high age-adjusted death rates. They had high unemployment and significant GDP losses, gross domestic product. And they kept their schools shut down much longer than almost all the other states. In contrast, 13 of the top 15 states in the study boast Republican governors. Some of the highest scoring states included Utah, Nebraska, uh, Vermont, Montana, South Dakota, and of course, there it is, Florida with Ron DeSantis. So I don't want to go through this. And again, um, you know, this is uh, Steve Moore. This is uh, a, pros- a committee to unleash prosperity. This is. Uh, not a group that's uh, t- that's left leaning, um, but nonetheless, the study is the study, and this I think we can all agree has been demonstrated consistently throughout this pandemic. Even as we begin to see Philadelphia, the first, hope I mean, hopefully the only, but the first to move back towards uh, mask. Mask mandates, indoor mask mandates. Now, again, if you want to wear your mask, if you have a reason, I'm, I look, I am totally fine with all that. You want to get vaccinated and, you know, boosted. I that's your decision. I'm just a big believer uh, in these uh, in the issue of personal responsibility and and personal decision. I don't like it when I hear people tell me they felt coerced or forced to do these things, especially take a vaccine especially take a vaccine if they had medical concerns uh, for taking said vaccine. I don't like that sort of stuff. That's that's what I'm actually trying to, you know, be out here to persuade people not to go along with that stuff. I mean, this is, this is where we have to hold true to the, the principles of freedom and liberty, personal choice, personal responsibility. Um, instead of being governed by panic, Instead of being governed by whatever it takes mentality, I mean, to me, the lesson here, one of the many lessons is that we could not, there's nothing that we could have done. Have you seen what's happening in Shanghai? Oz has been sharing with me. Yes, Oz, I see that. Oz has been sharing with me some some stories from, from Shanghai, and there's a... I say outbreak, there's not even a tremendous amount of new cases when you realize the city of Shanghai is 20, what is it, 26 million people. Um, but they've locked it down. And, and I mean, f- folks, forced lockdowns. Um, announcements via drone that if you go 
outside, if you open your window and sing, if you have a pet that, you know, that's exposed to you or that's in the same room with you as you test positive for COVID, they're putting, I mean, pets down. These are the sorts of things that are being reported in, in various places in Shanghai. And the truth is nothing, nothing is, has proven to stop this. It looks as though it's been relatively consistent. The spread has no matter what reaction government had, had taken. And that's on the one hand, I mean, I, as a human being, as human beings, I know we want to be able to do something, but the point is, is that all we can really do is take care of ourselves is do the best we can to uh, prevent the spread personally, take care of ourselves, make sure that we're healthy. Um, and if we do get sick, to get proper treatment. I've said from the beginning, it's, it's sad and sickening and disgusting to me how little attention was was placed on by, by most people. There's certainly been exceptions to the rule, by, but by a lot of folks that didn't even try to provide treatment options. It was basically, don't get it. If you get it, you know, go isolate yourself and cross your fingers, and if you get bad, go to the hospital. And that's just, to me, I really do think when the dust settles, if there's a fair research into this, fair study into this, we're going to find that a lot of this, a lot of this stuff, um, some of these policymakers are going to have... <sighs> I'm trying to be fair. They're going to have some, at minimum, explaining to do uh, for the decisions they made because these things definitely impacted the lives of Americans and, and possibly worse. I just don't want to say that at the moment. But anyway, wanted to share that off the top. Quick time out, my friends. Got lots more I want to get to today. You're listening here to the home of conservative, not bitter talk. I am your host, Todd Huff, back here in just a minute. <laughs> Welcome back, my friends. By the way, spring is upon us. It may be time. Maybe time to look at having your driveway paved. Maybe time to have your business parking lot looked at, seal-coated, paved. Maybe some sidewalk work needs done. It's a good time. Spring's a great time to start looking at doing those things. And, you know, with um, with the way that the economy is, um, maybe a good time to make some investments in these things. And the sooner you get that stuff done, the better. You can check it off your list. You can move on to other to other things, and you can enjoy the rest of your summer instead of realizing come late fall that you need to do those things. So that describes you. Consider reaching out to our friends at Wallace Construction. Wallace Construction can help with your asphalt, seal, coating, patching, and concrete needs. WallaceConstructionInc.com is the website. WallaceConstructionInc.com. Be sure you tell them you heard about them here on the Todd Huff Show. So I want to shift gears a little bit. Actually, there's one more sentence I want to read from that report, or from that story I was reading last segment. And it says this. I mean, this this really should be, I don't know, all we need to focus on, perhaps. Um, it says states with strict lockdowns had virtually no better performance in COVID death rates than states that remained mostly open for business. 
So if the state was strict or if a state tried to find ways to get open, effectively the death rates were virtually the same. Again, it's 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 aggravating in a sense because that I look, I'm not a I'm not a person that says, you know, we told you so. I I just I'm not even a scientist. And just when I began we began to see what was happening with this issue of COVID. And you began to see the drastic steps. I mean the steps that we all knew were going to devastate, absolutely devastate the economy, absolutely devastate small businesses, absolutely lead to massive amounts of money being spent, lead to kind of a a starting point, a bedrock foundation um, that we were through subsequent bailouts and whatever you want to call them, these COVID packages uh, and just government spending, laying the the foundation for a, a mentality that was going to create um, ultimately more and more inflation as, as the Democrats, as Biden carried those policies well past the necessary life into his term in 2021. Uh, those things became unsustainable and, and inflation began to wreak havoc officially on the on the American economy. And it's, of course, we're waiting for the March numbers. I don't know. They come out very soon. And economists are already telling us to buckle up for what we're about to hear. In fact, we're you know, going to hear probably larger numbers than we've heard before. I mean, we're approaching, folks. I mean, we're getting close to 10%. Getting close to officially having to say 10% for uh, you know, inflation rate. Not quite, but who knows? We might. Maybe it's 8 point something or even 9 point something or who knows? Perhaps, perhaps even closer. Uh, even hitting 10%. That's that's the trajectory. That's where we're headed. And again, that all that stuff was ignored. Ignored, it was just hunker down, you know, shut everything down. Just we'll worry about the pieces after the fact, including the pieces of our, the way that our system of government is supposed to work. I mean, everything. It was scorched earth. It didn't matter. It just, again, there are other things that needed to be taken into consideration. Things that, again, when you look at states that handled it with more of an open attitude towards business, there was no discernible difference in, in death rates, according to this report, which is everything I've seen as well. And then you think, so you caused all these other problems. You made healthcare, uh, you know, people held off making other healthcare decisions that they couldn't get treatment. And you look at the the consequences for that. You look at the consequences for education, the consequences for inflation, lost wages, all this stuff. All this stuff that was 100% ignored is now, we're now paying the price for that. Anyway, so I wanted to share that with you. But again, it's, it's important to note that states that were strict, states that locked down, did not do any better when it came to COVID death rates than those that didn't behave like that. And their economies are worse. And their mental health conditions are worse. And the freedom of the people that live there is worse. I mean, there's what what good came. What good came from this? I mean, nothing is what 
is what we're finding out. Turns out the Democrat Party, as I said off the top, and they're handling the leftists, the lovers of big government, the status, the radical left, the side that tells you to wear a mask, but then they themselves do not. Like Obama, or excuse me, Biden. Saw Biden out there, or well, Jen Psaki explaining, trying to explain why Biden didn't always wear his mask. Suddenly she understands the importance of personal responsibility and people making their own decisions. Fauci's out there saying the same thing. Suddenly they realize that people, surprise, surprise, can make their own decisions. How about that? Incredible stuff. But we're in an election year now. They know that they've taken this too far. They know that people are upset about this, along with about 500 other things caused by the radical left and the Democrat Party. And they know that, there's a, that they've got to pay the political price here for that. Anyway, so there we go. Update on COVID. And, of course, Philadelphia is reinstating its indoor mask mandate. So, timeouts in order. Well, when I get back, I want to talk a little bit about this uh, Jared... Kushner situation, $2 billion investment deal with Saudi Arabian Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman. I want to talk about that, and I want to compare and contrast because the the left on Twitter, the left on social media, um, again, is truly 100% clueless about the contents of Hunter Biden's laptop. And... These, there's, there's differences here. I mean, I've got a series of questions I want to ask in comparison and comparing these two issues. By the way, just for the record, I feel, I feel a little silly that this actually has to be said, folks. If a politician that I voted for or a politician I didn't vote for actually commits a crime or is using their political office for personal gain or someone in his or her family is doing that, let me let me just go on record here and saying that that is precisely the problem, well, one of the major problems in our in our system of government today. I'm not here if if in fact and I'm not suggesting this is anything. I'm just telling you. I'm telling you if this is legitimately a problem, I'm not going to be defending. That that's I don't, that's just not how my mind works. We have to truly, as Trump has said, drain the swamp. And if that's happening anywhere, inappropriate behavior that's, you know, being engaged in by people, either uh, elected representatives like the president or their family members, if they're engaging, engaging in activities for the express reason of using their political power to gain personal wealth, um, as we've seen demonstrated very clearly on Hunter Biden's laptop. Um, I'm universally against that. But you just can't say an allegation against someone is the same as an allegation followed up with (laughs) substantive uh, evidence, evidence that has quite a bit of bite to it, as we have with Hunter Biden's laptop story. So, We'll talk about this when we get back. Sit tight, my friends. Back here in just a minute. Welcome back, my friends. I'm sharing this with you because to the left, this is a major story. And, I mean, if there is something 
here besides just the information that we have at this point, something that suggests anything remotely close to what we've already seen happen on Hunter Biden's laptop, then okay. Again, I'm not in the business of universally defending people when I don't know. I don't know what happened. We don't know. I do know this. I do know that the media protects one group of people named Biden, named Clinton, named Obama, named fill-in-the-blank with your other favorite liberal radical leftist or what have you, and they go after another group of people indiscriminately making allegations that are oftentimes way overblown, completely uh, misrepresentative of reality. So I'm very cautious with this. This is, by the way, I'm reading from the Rolling Stone. The New York Times is who first reported on this. And the headline here, gee, wonder why Mohammed bin Salman personally uh, intervened to give Jared Kushner $2 billion. Advisor, subheading here, for the Saudi Arabian Foreign uh, Wealth Fund didn't want to infuse Kushner's private equity firm with cash. Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman did it anyway. So, They want to use this, they the left, to go after the Trump family or to try to say, again, there's no bigger, there's no more terrifying possibility in the minds of the left than having President Donald J. Trump in 2024. They would rather have majority Republican House, which I'm very cautious to say this because anything can happen in politics. But on paper and based upon research and barring something incredibly crazy, Republicans are poised to gain a minimum of 15 and possibly 40-plus seats in the House of Representatives. In fact, if they gained 40, it would be the most that Republicans have ever had in the U.S. and most that they've ever had. They've had 247 seats before. If they were to get 40 this time, they would have 249 seats. Now, the Senate, it looks as though Republicans may pick up. And again, these things are subject to all sorts of factors, and we still have a campaign to run. But it's not unreasonable to think Republicans will gain three or four Senate seats. In fact, (laughs) looking ahead to 2024, if things continue moving politically, the direction they've been running, which is that the left destroys everything they touch, they touch, which of course is reality. That's what happens, and Republicans can win elections to by pointing that out. It is possible. It is possible. I'm not saying definitive. That's that's an eternity away in politics, but there could be twenty. Excuse me. There could be a filibuster-proof majority in the Senate for Republicans. 60 seats, maybe 61. Outside chance, maybe at 62. Over the course of the, you know, if they gain three or four this time and gain another eight or so the next time, that's a possibility. I'm, I'm not predicting it. I'm just telling you that that is statistically, I think, hot air. I, I read an article that Hot Air had written um, talking about that, kind of laying out the math and so forth. Anyway, um. So they hear that obviously this is there's there's always two at least two parts to why things are in the news. Number one, um, maybe there's something there. That's at least a theoretical possibility. Again, I'm very skeptical. I want you to know I'm skeptical of, of how they do this. But the second thing is it's all about changing the narrative. It's all about 
trying to make up lost ground when it comes to Hunter Hunter Biden. So here, this the article says Jared Kushner landed $2 billion from Saudi Arabia six months after his father-in-law, in case you didn't know that's Donald Trump, left the White House. The sum was sent to Kushner's private equity firm after Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman overruled advisors for his na- uh, nation's sovereign wealth fund who thought Kushner and his firm were too sketchy to warrant such a large investment, the New York Times reported this past Sunday. The $620 billion funds advisory panel was reportedly concerned that Kushner's newly created firm, Affinity Partners, didn't have much experience, that the firm's operations were, quote, unsatisfactory in all aspects, and that Kushner posed a, quote, public relations risk because of his work in the Trump administration. So just this part of the story alone, this is the total... (laughs) The total opposite of of Hunter Biden, right? Hunter Biden was sought out, or he sought out relationships with people who had big money in foreign countries. It didn't matter what the, you know, communist China, didn't matter. Um, Ukraine, you, you know, how is this? I mean, the numbers are bigger, I understand. But how is this getting, I mean, for one thing, ask yourself, is Kushner's firm legitimately providing value to their clients, like real legitimate value, not just in creating a relationship or setting up meetings with his father-in-law? Did that happen? Because I don't see that alleged here. Did President Trump meet with Ben Salman the day after or the day before Kushner received these funds? Did that happen? Because that's what's happened on the Hunter Biden laptop. Also, Kushner has an investment firm. Is he providing actual value? Is this a real investment? They may have made the ju- other folks may have made the judgment that it was not worth investing in. Ben Salman could have absolutely decided he wanted to invest in it. All the only thing that Hunter Biden sells is access to his family. That's what he sells. This is a, I mean, there's an actual investment firm here. That no such thing, no such thing, for the allegations made. Um, in the Hunter Biden scandal. I mean, there's there's also a treasure trove of information and evidence to this. Does Jared have a history of leveraging relationships with his father-in-law for money? Is that something that... Did, did, did Jared tell people that his, father, uh, his father-in-law takes 50% of his earnings, as Hunter Biden did when talking about his father? Right? That was, by the way... The big guy, the big guy wanted a 10% share. That's how they referred to him. Did did Jared send out emails saying that Orange Man wanted a 10% share? I mean, this is how we're supposed to believe this thing. But yet, liberals ha- on Twitter, on social media, have been demanding. I've seen this. They want to see Jared Kushner's laptop. They want to see Ivanka Trump's laptop. I think Don Jr.'s, who knows, all these, all the Trump family's laptops even though there's no evidence, this isn't done, you know, behind the scenes. They don't deny it. There's no quid pro quo that we can see. If there turns out to be those things, believe me, I don't want to see that, no matter who the person is, no matter if they're on my political spectrum of, you know, ideological spectrum or if they're at the other end of it, right? I mean, this should go without saying. And since they're... The reason that we have Hunter's laptop, which I feel like I need to say, is because he took it in. He took it in to be repaired. He actually sent in three. 
Two of them were unsalvageable. One of them, it makes you wonder what's on the other two. But one of them was salvageable. He never returned phone calls from the gentleman that fixed it. He never paid for it. And per the contract, after 90 days, it became the property of the of the Mac repair shop, computer repair shop. And he made a he made a uh, backup of it. And that's why we know. It's not because someone just randomly woke up one morning and said, hey, I don't like a deal that Hunter Biden has entered into providing legitimate service to somebody. Um, let's, let's grab his laptop. Absolutely not what happened. Totally. Not any, anywhere close to what happens. But this, in the minds of the left, is it's obvious they think. They want to believe. It's obvious that Jared Kushner is more of a crook than Hunter Biden. So I just wanted to address this because you're going to have, I'm telling you, there's some stories that are not, that many conservatives don't even hear about because these things are not really taken super seriously until there's actual evidence in, in certain uh, conservative outlets. And so we, a lot of times we don't even know about this stuff. But I just pointed out because some people may may bring it up that are leftists that, um, that don't agree with you politically or what have you. And I just wanted you to know, and while there could certainly be something there, there's still no evidence for someone to claim there's no evidence on Hunter Biden's laptop of impropriety, uh, impropriety, absolutely positively false. That is an absolutely misinformed statement to make. I've got to take a break, my friends. Sit tight back here in just a minute. Welcome back, my friend. So really quickly here in the time we have remaining, I want to share something. I can't get into it very much. I just I just want to point this out. This is going to get me blowback from certain people I understand, and I'm just going to tell you anyway. Headline here, thepostmillennial.com, trans inmate. This is where this is, I mean, we, we've completely, this is where this stuff leads. Trans inmate, you, you may have to diagram this for this to even make sense. Trans inmate in prison for killing cellmate now identifies as infant demands diapers and baby food. I mean, but why not? I mean, if if there's if if there is no truth and if we're whatever we say we are, why can't he be? Or I'm sorry, I don't even know what this person is. That can I? I don't even know what to say anymore. Why can't this individual be? a baby that needs diapers, baby food that needs burped and changed and held and, you know, have lullabies sung to sung to them and that sort of thing. Anyway, I just had to share that here. In the time we have remaining, just out of time this segment, folks, sit tight. Back in just a minute. friends i look i just wanted to share that because well for obvious reasons i mean this this mentality this way of thinking it knows no bounds if truth suddenly doesn't matter and if words don't have meaning and actual definitions you literally cannot draw the boundaries anywhere now they'll try to convince us the left will well this is just for this particular reason and circumstance and there'll be you know, some of, um, well, 
They'll use a motion to try to move us in that direction. But this is where it ends, folks. I've got to go. Have a great day. SDG. See you tomorrow. Take care.